welcome once again to Theater of the Moon and Mind. We return to the Immortal Rangers series with Immortal in Reefside, Part the First. Tommy Oliver glanced down as an alarm on his computer went off. The science teacher slash superhero frowned as he couldn't make sense of some of the information that was coming up on the screen. The man had changed over the years since he had first started down the path that had put him here today. Gone was the long, shoulder-length hair and brightly colored muscle shirts that defined his place on the team. Instead, he now wore his hair short and spiked and had a light goatee. He wore a black t-shirt along with a pair of khaki cargo pants. His reading glasses now rested in a pocket in the vest that he wore. The man affectionately known as Dr. O by his students tapped a few more commands, but still couldn't see what was causing the alarms to go off. Haley, come here a moment and tell me what you think this is. The red-headed MIT graduate looked up from where she was working on calibrating the cannons on Ethan's bike and came over to see what her friend needed. She scanned the information for a moment and typed a few commands, but the information didn't really change as far as Tommy could see. Well, he asked curiously, there's either a glitch in the system or there's something causing a power surge in the morphing grid. The only problem with that is, though, I can't pin down what that might be. Are the rangers in danger? Tommy asked, worried about what might happen to his students if their powers weren't working correctly. Memories of the Green Ranger powers flashed through his mind followed begrudgingly by a few images of another set of Power Rangers that had failed on their users. Hard to tell yet, the woman said as she typed another set of commands into the computer. The image changed to that of a map of Reefside with four glowing emblems gathered together. They appear to be alright at the moment, but we should run some tests on them when they come in, just to be on the safe side though. Fine, they've got training today anyways. When they come in, we can check them out. Believe me, we really don't want the ranger's powers failing in the middle of a fight. The paleontologist shuddered as more memories assaulted him. Alright, till then though, I want to run some tests on the software, just in case it is a glitch. Sounds like a plan to me, Tommy told her as he backed away from her so that she could do her work. The dark-haired teen walked into the teen hangout cautiously. He needed to get an idea as to what kind of town he was walking into. His bike was in a good getaway place, his sword rested in a sheath that he had designed for it, and he was as ready as he was ever going to be, he figured. It had been over a year since he had dared to even show up in California. The last time had ended with him heading straight to the moon, he remembered as he entered the building. The cyber cafe appeared to be a lot like a thousand others that he'd come across, though this one seemed to be designed towards teens, more than just whoever was walking by, he noted. He saw a band that was practicing on the stage. The lead singer was good, he noted, and she was also extremely beautiful, with her blonde hair and expressive eyes. She was dressed in black, with a bit of yellow added on, almost as if an afterthought. The girl was just finishing up a song about freaking out or something like that. He wasn't sure. He made his way up to the bar where a kid was working and bobbing his head to the music. There were also a few sketch pads lying in the back that he figured he might have something to do with. So what can I get you? The guy asked, smiling at him. Got any strawberry kefir? 
The young man bit his lip for a moment as he thought out the drink request. Yeah, I think we actually do have a couple of bottles. He headed for a fridge and came back with a few bottles. One was plain, the other blueberry, and the last was strawberry. The teen tossed a 20 on the counter and took a pull from the drink. He watched as the girl that had been singing made her way over towards a table where two guys were hanging out. They didn't look like the kind of people that someone like her would normally hang out with till he noted the pile of school books that the three of them had combined. A study group then. Maybe he had a shot with this girl, he mused to himself as he watched the three joke about various things. The teen looked over at the girl longingly. He might be immortal and end up being around a long time, but he was still an 18, nearly 19-year-old teen biologically, which happened to include the overactive hormones that teens had, unfortunately. One of the main problems the former Red Mighty Morphin Ranger had was that he happened to still have the same shy manners that he had when he had been trying to impress Emily. Being the loud and unruly one had never been his thing, and since he had been brought into the game, he was, if anything, a tad bit more serious than before. Sighing, he made up his mind. If he could play the crazy game and stand up to 60-story Sphinx, then he could sure as hell handle talking to a pretty girl. Besides, he had to wait for this town's rangers to make a move before he could check out a few questions that he had been wondering about the last few days, ever since he had first seen the news report on them. Something had drawn him here, and he was determined to find out what it was that had. Kira smiled as she closed her schoolbook. She had nearly been finished with her homework when her band had needed to play. All she needed now was for a certain jock in a red muscle tee to finish up so they could head for Dr. O's for some training, as long as a monster didn't show up, that is. I'm going to go get another drink. Ethan, you think you can keep your eyes off your game long enough to make sure Connor is actually working? She asked, easily insulting both boys on their lack of attention. Yes, oh great and mighty one, Ethan said sarcastically. Do I look like I need a babysitter? Connor complained. Don't answer that, he added hastily, glaring as the other two turned to look at him with various remarks on the tip of their tongues. Wouldn't dream of it, buddy, Ethan replied dryly with a smirk. Okay then, and I'll be right back, Kira said, heading for the bar to order a drink. Hey, Trent. Kira, hey, her white-clad friend said. Hey, can I get another apple juice? She asked him. Sure, no problem, the guy said as he got a glass and poured her requested drink. Jason looked up where the girl was talking with the guy managing the bar and made his way up to greet her, only to be intercepted by a blonde who was being followed by another teen with a camera on his shoulder. The girl fit the typical perky blonde valley girl stereotype, it seemed. Hi, I'm Cassidy. What brings you to Reefside? The immortal turned to glare at the two in annoyance. He had just gotten the courage he needed to go up to the girl. Is there something that you need? Well, I was just curious as to what you were doing in Reefside, the girl said while eyeing the Immortal Ranger with a hungry appreciation. Personal business, and if I'm lucky, it'll be mixed with a bit of pleasure. Now if you'll excuse me and keep that camera out of my face, he added, shooting death glares at the teen that was holding the camera, though he quickly pointed it at the ground. Jason moved on and silently came up behind the girl, who was fumbling around for the money to pay for her drink. Here, I got it, Jason said as he pulled a bit of money and paid for the drink. 
Kira turned around to see who it was this time that was going to try and hit on her. She really didn't have time for these kinds of things. The acid-like remark she had on the tip of her tongue died as she looked at the well-muscled teen in front of her. He wore a brown trench coat and black clothes with a small bit of red and some unknown design. Shaking her head, she focused on the figure before her, despite the fact that he looked like someone that she should know. Look, as nice as it is for a free drink, I hope you're not going to expect me to return the favor by doing something for you. Not even a tour around the town? The guy asked, arching his eyebrows. Look, why don't you ask Cassidy? You mean the blonde that acts like her blonde has started to affect her remaining brain cells? The guy looked insulted. You may not know me or even like me, but how about you not sentence me to that kind of torture? Besides, I'm not a big fan of people who feel like they need to be the center of attention. Already met, then? More like she tried to question me and I shot her down. Yep, that's Cassidy, Kira said, a bit of a grin on her face. You know, you do have a nice smile, and I'd really like a chance to get to know you. I'm in town for just a while, mainly to check a few things out, then I'll be gone. I don't know, the singer said uncertainly, but eyeing his earnest face with confusion. I mean, I do have that special project that I have to do with Dr. O. She didn't understand why telling this guy was hard. Sure, he was good-looking, but not impossible to tell no to, right? Come on, he pleaded. How about you just show me the park, then? Well, I'll even throw in a dinner of your choice, he said hopefully to her. Two questions. Sure. How old are you? Why, my body happens to be at the great age of 18, nearly 19. Kira nodded. She could stand going out with someone who had already graduated, and she did need a bit of a change. Okay, and your name? He winced at this. I really must be a jerk for not giving you that. I am so sorry. Don't be sorry. How about you tell me who you are? Right, he said, flushing. I'm Jay. Jay Lee. All right, then, Jay. I'll just go over to Dr. O's early and get my stuff done, and I'll meet you at the park in, say, three hours? She actually hoped that he was willing to wait that long. The guy smiled a bit. That's fine. I'll be counting till then, though. I need to see if I can find something for why I'm in town anyways. Well, good luck in whatever it is that you're looking for, she said as she walked back to her friends. The guy just smiled and picked up a motorcycle helmet that he had been holding casually and strode off. Kira watched the boy leave before she let her usual face of indifference settle on her face. If the others ever found out what she had just done, she would never hear the end of it, and it would probably be blown out of proportion with Dr. O as well. She made her way back to the table and waited for the inevitable questions. So, who was that? You guys seem to be getting kind of cozy, Connor asked after she had sat back down. I'll tell you when and if I feel the need to. You guys ready to go to Dr. O's? Um, well, great, let's go. Come on, Trent, she said over her shoulder. The Hispanic teen looked at her in wonder as she snagged him with one arm and Connor with the other while Ethan was forced to chase after them. Tommy looked up in surprise as he saw that the kids had actually come in early today. And on a day he needed them here too, he thought, which means that something is most definitely wrong. You guys are here awfully early. Is there something wrong? He asked dryly as he looked them all up and down, curiously. Not that we know of, though you'll have to ask Kira. She's the one that made us come down here early, a disgruntled Ethan said, shooting Kira a deadly glare. Do you have any idea how long it's going to take me to get to that spot? 
And the reason you don't save very often? Trent asked, obviously annoyed at the way the Blue Ranger had been acting over his latest interrupted game. Because it's so much fun, Ethan said, as if it was the most obvious answer in the world. Can you guys please not start? Kira asked her teammates. Kira's right. Besides, I need to run some tests on you guys. There's a spike in the morphing grid, and I want to make sure that you guys aren't hurting because of it. Have any of you been suffering in any way? The Black Ranger had a device out and was slowly running it, running it up and down each of the rangers. Nope, not me, Trent said, shaking his head. I sure haven't. I've been fine, Dr. O. Connor, how about you? Other than I had some troubles going slow earlier, I can't say that I'm having a whole lot of problems. So something might be happening to the red side of the grid, Tommy muttered, wondering what could actually increase the power in the morphing grid. Look, can we please hurry this up, Dr. O? Kira asked her mentor. I kind of have some things to do this evening. Like what, a date? Connor joked. My god, the ranger said as he noticed the red tint coming to their moody yellow rangers. Suddenly he was next to her. Who is he? The red ranger questioned, unaware that he had used his super speed to approach her. None of your business, Connor, Kira replied while rolling her eyes at her friend in annoyance. But don't even start with me, Jack boy, or I will hurt you, the singer threatened. Ethan, Trent, help me out here, dudes, Connor pleaded. The other two rangers merely held their hands up and took giant steps back, though Trent did look sadly at Kira. Dr. O? Haley? Hey, don't try to get me involved in Kira's love life, Dr. O said. I don't exactly have the best histories with girls. Don't look at me, Connor. I have to finish repairing the computer, Haley said quickly. Fine, but for the record, I don't like it, Connor muttered. You don't have to like it, Kira informed him. You just have to accept it. Fine. Well, on that note, Connor, you stay here and let Haley run her tests. The rest of you outside, it's time for some training, Dr. O said as he jumped in before the disagreement got nasty. Yeah, whatever, Connor grumbled as he lay on the examination table waiting for Haley to check him over. Kira, can I have a quick word? Tommy asked as the other two boys walked outside while they were stuck in the house part. Yeah, sure, what, Dr. O? I just want you to be careful is all. It wouldn't be the first time that evil has used someone one of us care about to hurt us. The timing is also a little suspicious. Connor's powers become uncontrollable and you get a date. And the number of bad guys that have posed as good guys for a while. Look, just be careful, okay? Sure, Dr. O, now I have training to do. Kira smiled as she leaned against Jay's chest and just enjoyed the feeling of peace that came from just being able to act like she was a normal teenager without the burden of having to save the world all the time. She didn't know how Dr. O and his friends did that and start high school at the same time. She was content for the moment to just sit here and talk. So what do you do other than sing like an angel with attitude? Jay asked curiously as he looked Kira over. School projects with Dr. O mainly, Kira said, which wasn't entirely a lie. Dr. O did mentor them in a lot of their school stuff to make up for the time they spent fighting. Sounds like this doctor of yours is a good guy, Jay said as he watched the sun beginning to set. Yeah, he is, Kira said, turning to watch the sunset with him, unsure how she had actually gotten into this position with a guy she barely knew. The two turned to look at each other, and Jay leaned down when their luck finally ran out. 
Well, now, isn't this sweet? A voice filled with venom said. The two turned to look as Elsa and a team of tyrannodrones began making their way toward them. I really hate sweet. Tell you what, Ranger, I'll make you a deal. If you give me that new power source, I won't have to hurt your date. But if you're not willing, my master is very understanding about casualties. I'll hold them off. You get out of here, Jay said, coming between Kira and Elsa. You're kidding, right? Kira asked. There's no way that you can hold off all those things without help. Trust me, I'm full of surprises, Jay answered as he stood between them. You wouldn't mind if we got involved, would you? A new voice said. The two turned and saw the red, blue, and white dino thunder rangers riding on their motorbikes. The rangers stopped their rides in between the teens and Mezagog's forces. I think this should be our cue to run, Jay said. Kira nodded reluctantly and the two took off. After them, Elsa cried, not about to let this new unknown power to get away from her so easily. The Tyrannodrones attacked the three rangers. A dozen of them managed to get past the rangers while the others attacked. Elsa herself began to duel with the traitorous white ranger. Kira and Jay ran through the trees and quickly separated in hopes of losing the drones. Kira managed to come back up behind the two forces and quickly let loose a terror scream that slammed the Tyrannodrones into each other. Alright, you guys are so dead, I was actually having fun. Kira said in a deadly calm voice that made the male rangers grin in anticipation. The teammate was about to cut into some serious butt-whooping action. Dino Thunder power-up, ha, the girl said. She was engulfed in a yellow burst of energy, and gone was Kira Ford, future singer-slash-writer, and her place to the yellow Petra Ranger. Let's do this, the yellow ranger said as she charged into the crowd. The others joined her. The ranger team had nearly managed to defeat the drones when a new figure entered the fight. Shooting energy blasts at both of the groups, the figure then waved his weapon at them. Come, rangers, show me what you have, the figure said, goading them toward him. You got it, pal, Connor said as he brought out his sword and tried to fight him he was quickly dealt with. Pathetic, is that the best you have, rangers? The others tried, and one by one they fell to the blade or energy blasts. Who is this guy, Connor asked as he pulled himself up. His costume was smoking from the hits that he had taken. No idea, man, Ethan said, but I'm going to finish him. I sincerely doubt that, Blue Ranger, Elsa said as she came up from behind the unknown figure. Mezagog doesn't make machines halfway. Zeltrax was a perfect example of that, but this beauty has all of his strength and former loyalties without being clouded by jealousy and other pathetic emotional things. We'll just have to see about that, Ethan said as he charged the robot and was casually caught by the throat. Pathetic, the machine said and tossed Ethan back towards his team. Ethan, are you all right? Trent asked as he looked at his friend. Yeah, but he's a lot tougher than I thought. Maybe I can help, a new unknown voice said as several laser blasts struck the robot, staggering it. Who dares? Elsa asked. She knew it wasn't Dr. Oliver. He preferred to come in swinging with that staff of his. They all turned and watched as a figure in red and white ranger armor walked calmly across the smoking battlefield. The Dino Thunder team watched as the figure waved his hands, and a sword appeared out of a red flash of light. You really want to mess with me, Buckethead? I've sent a lot scarier than you to the scrap heap on my off days. 
No way, it can't be, Ethan said as he looked at the approaching figure. What? Who is it? Trent asked. It's the original red Tyrannosaurus Ranger, Ethan said. You know, the only guy that could actually challenge Dr. O to a fair fight when they were younger? More Rangers, how droll, Elsa said as she eyed this new teenager. When was Dr. Oliver going to stop sending these children out and come himself? Mechnanox, destroy him. At once, the figure replied, making his way toward the newcomer. The two engaged, and the Dino Thunder team watched as the newcomer seemed to make shots that shouldn't have been possible to connect. But the power of Mechnanox's armor had the weapon just lighting off as if it wasn't strong enough. The robot finally managed to get a decent shot in, despite the fact that it was smoking from a half dozen minor scratches. You okay, man? Connor asked, rushing to the ranger's side. Yeah, just been a while, and this guy has a whole lot more raw power than your average monster, the red Morphin ranger said to his Dino Thunder copy. Connor reached down and helped the other ranger up. The two stared at their suits oddly as a red flare came from the two of them. Before anyone could say anything else, a new figure joined the fight. All right, Ethan cheered. We're at six rangers. This is going to be so cool. The Morphin Ranger glanced oddly at the Blue Ranger before back turning to face the robot. Destroy them while you have the chance, Mechnanox, Elsa said, glad that the last member of the team had finally arrived. She doubted that the addition of one more ranger would really be enough for her master's great creation to worry about. At once, the robot said, bowing, the machine charged at them, knocking them all back. This is getting ridiculous, Connor said as he jumped back up. I think it's time to up the scales. Right, the other said. Super dino mode, the team yelled. They all heard a distant roaring and felt the spikes on their armor grow. Get back, man. There's no way you can handle this, Connor informed the other Red Ranger. Don't count on it, man. Dragonzord, the figure called out. A green flash covered him. They saw that a golden shield with a diamond in the center now covered his chest. Gold armbands rested on his biceps, and a black belt with a green dagger rested at his side where his blade blaster had been moments before. Whoa, the red dino thunder ranger said as he admired the power-up. All right, let's do it, he said. The rangers then charged the robot, who was slowly being worn down by the multiple attacks. It was still powerful, though, as the teens found out as they were each thrown into trees or backhanded out of the way and returned to their normal ranger morphs while the other two were still fighting. Hey, ugly, take your best shot, the morphin ranger said as he brought the dragon dagger to his faceplate and began playing a powerful tune that hadn't been played in years. The robot nodded and began firing blast after blast at the ranger, but the bolts just bounced back as the ranger continued to play the flute. No, that's impossible, Elsa said in shock as bolt after bolt reflected. The woman was forced to jump out of the way as a bolt nearly hit her. That's your problem, Elsa. You always think that you and Mezgog actually have a chance on winning these fights, the Black Ranger said as he brought his staff down against the back of Mechnanox. They all watched as the figure staggered under the blow. The Black Ranger then did three more swipes and plunged his blade into the robot's guts. Both rangers then jumped back as the robot exploded. You've not heard the end of this, Rangers, Elsa said, scowling as an invisportal appeared behind her, sucking her inside. 
Looks like we did get out of here today, the Red Morphin Ranger said as he stared across the burning remains of the robot at the other ranger. The Red Ranger turned to face the other rangers, but was shoved from behind. Stay away from them, the Black Ranger snarled. The Red Ranger took a step back in surprise at the actions of the other ranger, but turned to face him. The two figures stared at each other intensely behind the visors of their helmets. Jason, the Black Brachio Ranger, said curtly, Tommy? The Red Morphin Ranger returned with surprise. What number of powers are you on now, Rainbow? Five? He asked as he traded the Dragon Dagger for his power sword. What's going on? Trent asked in confusion as the four Dino Thunder Rangers watched the two Rangers. What's wrong with Dr. O? No idea, dude, Connor said as they watched the two Rangers face off. Dr. O held his brachio staff in both hands while the Red Morphin Ranger held his sword in a one-handed guard position. The two figures appeared to be waiting for some sort of signal as they stared at each other, but whether the signal meant that they would power down or attack was up to debate right now. The four younger rangers could only wait to see what would happen as two of the original rangers glared at each other from behind their helmets. What are you doing here, Jason? Shouldn't you be out there murdering people? Tommy asked coldly. And Dr. O comes out swinging, Ethan commented. Jay, you know Dr. O? Kira, the Red Morphin Ranger said in surprise. You're the Yellow Ranger? He shifted his stance so that he could now look over Tommy's shoulder at the other members of the Dino Thunder team. Stay away from my students, Jason, Tommy growled again at his old teammate. Connor had had enough of this and knew that Dr. O was getting ready to start a fight by the way he was bunched up. Reaching into his belt buckle, he drew his staff and came between the two legendary veteran rangers. Enough, he shouted. Dr. O, whatever your problem with this guy is, can you try to talk this out? The world doesn't need to see another ranger fight for a while. Sorry, Trent, he said as he glanced at his friend. No problem, Connor, Trent returned. Connor, move, Tommy ordered his red-garbed protege. Guys, Ethan and Trent moved to either side of their mentor and grabbed him by the arms. Don't make us put a stop to this, Dr. O, Connor pleaded to his mentor. You're playing with fire here, Connor. Be sure you know what you're doing, Tommy warned. We'll try, Dr. O, Connor assured his teacher as he turned to see Kira talking the other Red Ranger down. Come on, Jay, put the sword down. We're not going to hurt you. The ranger turned to look at the black ranger a moment before he banished his sword to its hiding place, though his hand was resting near the dragon dagger. Connor sighed with relief as an edgy black ranger sheathed his staff as well, and the red morphin ranger moved his hand away from his other weapon as well. Haley, what do I do with these two? he asked. He needed some assurance that he was doing the right thing, and he was confused on what to do now. Once Tommy's done being mad at you, he'll probably be alright, the ranger tech said to him over the communicator. Do you know what's going on here? he asked, hoping that she would be able to shed some light on what was going on. Afraid not. This problem of theirs is something that's not in any of the ranger records. All I know is that Tommy has always kept an eye out for Jason. Other than that, I know about as much as you do, since you know Tommy doesn't like him very much anymore. Yeah, we got that memo. Thanks for the warning, Ethan said sarcastically from where he was standing by Dr. O. Yeah, well, might as well all come in and we'll see what we can do from there. 
right, Connor said as they headed for the motorbikes and ATVs. They had walked a few steps before he realized that Kira was still talking to the other Red Ranger. Connor couldn't help but think that at least Dr. O would back him up now. Are you two coming? He asked sarcastically. The two nodded a bit sheepishly and followed after the others. The group had managed to get their bikes when they were fired upon by a new monster. The two veteran rangers rolled out of the way of the attack and turned to face their newest attacker, while the four others were busy pulling themselves back up after the hit. The two more experienced rangers found themselves standing next to each other and facing off with yet another monster. Hey everybody, this is Zach. Uh, I know I said there wasn't going to be an episode today, but hey, look, uh, Eric stepped up for us as always, and I want to thank him. And um, I wanted to thank all of you for tuning in to our extra live stream. Uh, we did a marathon over three days, and you guys really turned up, um, and we could not thank you enough. Uh, we raised $1,850 for Extra Life, uh, so if you're not aware, that's $1,850 that's going to go to children's hospitals across the country, um, and I really wanted to thank everybody uh, who participated, um, Fabi, Luke, Greg, Emily, Eric, and uh, you know our main streamers, but, but more than that, I wanted to thank Lucas. I wanted to thank uh, Ava and the Susbus for for helping us out on on some of the multiplayer stuff. I wanted to thank everybody who joined us. Um, you know, we couldn't have done it without you. And we raised two hundred dollars, or I'm sorry, not two hundred. We raised six hundred dollars above our previous uh, maximum, and we just we really were blown away. And wanted to thank you all. And, uh, you know, um, one thing I will say is we'd love to have hit 2000 and maybe that's a, a goal for next year, but if you missed it and you did want to donate, you can still until the end of the year, go to extra hyphen life.org, um, and find our page or go to bit.ly slash a E extra life, no spaces and donate. Uh, before the end of the year, if you wanted to to get in on that and help out. So, again, um, I want to thank everybody who supports Audio Entropy and the stuff we make. Uh, but more than that, I wanted to thank everybody who who watched us and supported um, kids who really need it. So, thank you all so very much. And uh, the other thing I wanted to say is, as a programming note, I. I've mentioned it before, but to keep people informed, um, our plan is to do the teenies and tooties once we finish in space. Obviously, because uh, of scheduling, we have been missing some weeks, so we did not hit the end of the year for the season, and that's okay. Um, you know, everybody's busy, and you guys have been really cool about understanding that. And uh, But we're still going to do the teens and tooties tied to the season instead of the year as soon as we finish. Um, so that should be sometime early next year. And we are also going to do our traditional uh, holiday movie. Uh, so uh, don't worry about that. We're going to be doing that. We've got a good one. 
Um, so tune in for that. And until and we'll be back uh, next week with a normal episode. So until then, uh, may the power protect you and everybody have a happy holiday. <laughs>